Hello, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast. It's your boy, Dave. <laughs> and I am David, and together we are technological issues. <laughs> we are Call Me Limbo. We Ugh. are recording on Tuesday night um, this week. By the time you all listen to this, I will have gone to the S Club concert in Chicago. Um, the last time Day and I saw each other was over in the UK Woo! when we went to the S Club reunion tour. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, yes, I you know this um, yes. about me, but you know my entire personality now is my cat being on a diet. So, yes, yes. Phoebe, our president, went to the vet last week and she's a little, little voluptuous and um, the vet said she needed to go on a diet. So I am doing one in solidarity and I know that you and I have talked about, I I bring this up every chance I get about fame versus being famous versus rich. (laughs) And I, I was like, I went to Applebee's the other day for lunch, not a sponsor. Um, and I, I'm convinced that they recognized me. Um, and it's not because I go there all the time. It's because I I mean, how uh, often are you at the, um, the Applebee's? I, you know, I love eating good in the neighborhood. Um, and so, mm -hmm. well, they offered me a, they offered me, yeah, right. They offered me a free dessert and I had to turn it down. And I said, Mm. I said, you know, they just looked at me like I was completely unhinged because I am. And I said, (laughs) they were like, we would love to give you a free dessert today. I said, oh my gosh, that's so nice of you. I said, I am afraid I'm going to have to turn it down. My cat's on a diet and I'm doing one in solidarity with her. And so (laughs) I had to turn it down. But I... um, yeah Woo! so you be I trying know. to get committed i'm telling oh, you I, <laughs> I am i even had therapy today and this is me emotionally regulated listen <sighs> that, when i heard that i i cackled when i when you sent me that but i said <sighs> you know, i understand you know we want to make sure we're all living our lives as long as possible so listen phoebe said you can't be sitting over there eating on something good <laughs> and not letting me have a snack so i get it that's exactly it right so that's sure. exactly right. So part of my new year, new me. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yes. So yeah. What how are you? I am doing well. I am grateful for today. Um I've been I'm kind of in this weird space where like my schedule's getting hectic because I'm doing a couple different things. Excited about going to Toronto. Yeah. Really can't wait for that. Um, what are you doing yeah. in Toronto? I know what you're doing in Toronto. Yeah, we are performing yeah. at a uh, big uh, sketch festival. So I'm really excited about that. And we will be also, we just did our big Black History Month show. That was fun. Um grateful for everyone who turned out for that. That one sold out. Woo-hoo. Yay. Um, yeah, I don't really know. I feel like I'm getting ready to do an after-school program with youth um, centered around identity and finding identity through the arts. So that's exciting. Um, And I'm in rehearsals for a play. That's mainly, and of course, you know, school is schooling. So I'm like so excited. I'm excited for this semester to end because you get like a week off. But then that's also the tech week of my show. So it's kind of like, it all kind of just worked out, but we'll see. I, I don't know. I feel like 
that's been my life for the most part. Like people have been trying to catch up with me and talk with me and I just feel bad because I've been behind. And you just told him, listen to call me limbo so you can um, feel like you're with me. I know I've kind of had to start doing that too. Um, Yeah. Like one of my friends likes to say, busy is my personality. Honestly, (laughs) at this point, it really is. Like I get that. Yeah. What do you rest is productive. The rest is productive. Yes. What class are you studying? I am in data analytics right now. So that's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it in the beginning. Then right around maybe week three, four, they just like threw so many chapters at once. But it was like, that's when we were diving deep into it. So I was like, why would you do that? And so like last the last week assignment, like it was so long, but um, I actually did really well on it. It's just that I, I hated the feeling of not feeling confident anymore, but I'm doing well, I guess. And so now it's just about chugging through these literally last two weeks. Like I, this is this week and next week and then I'm done. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's quick. Yeah. I'm like, whoo, eight weeks goes by very fast. So <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Well, good for you. So, well, thank you for always making time to always yuck it up with me. <laughs> this, is, this is my one time in the week where I get to like not think about that. So, yes. Well, good. So, let's talk about genocide instead. Oh, my land. Oh, God. Did you see? I don't know if you saw it. Did you see that the US, um, they, I saw this earlier today. This was like literally again after therapy. And I was like, I'm feeling emotionally regulated. And then my car started leaking, my air and my tires started leaking. So I had to go get new tires and all this stuff. Thankfully, they were under warranty. But um, that is nothing compared to what is happening in Palestine. And the United States vetoed the UN ceasefire resolution 13 again, again today. And, and this country has the audacity to send a black woman to be the ambassador to the United States, to have to be the one to vote against it. Like, BFFR. Um, yeah, so it's like it was 13 to 1. The UK abstained, so they did not vote either. Thanks. So I was like, again, colonial colonialism rearing its ugly, ugly, fugly head. Yes. Um, yeah, and I was just like, my gosh. I was like, I am... When is enough enough? Like, that's what I was talking about in therapy today, too, about I was just like, you know, I was like, sometimes I feel like happiness and joy and radiance at this point are an absolute act of resistance, considering the heaviness that is going on in the world. And I was like, where? Where is our humanity? Where is our humanity? I'm looking for it to wait. It's pop- in that identity it? workshop that you're leading it like maybe you can find our humanity too um but yeah so it's like Should i i don't know what you think but oh no i mean listen there's i'm running out of ways to be to express my disappointment and frustration at this point i'm just like at what point do we get to call the idf a terrorist organization mm-hmm. like if hamas is a terrorist organization and then they, you know, did their atrocity on October 7th with them not excusing. And that was less than 2,000 people. When the IDF has killed 30,000 30, people, 
Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not under I'm not buying the terrorist argument when they've killed disproportionately killed, cleansing that area, destroying where they live. So I'm like, no, this is a ter- ter- this is a terrorist organization that unfortunately, like many others before, funded by America. So. Yep. Okay, this is what we're doing. Got it. And I think what's for me is so frustrating is that we can see it, but there feels like there's no lever of power with which we could execute anything because the people, the people of America are pretty clear on what they want, a ceasefire, but the people in power are pretty clear that they don't want that. And so, you know, what do we do? And that I think, because the sad thing is because at this point, they know it's sinking them in the polls. They see the protest. They see the way that people are responding. They see the Arab Americans being like, I'm not going to vote for you. And they just don't care. They are ideologically committed to being an accomplice to a genocide. And I refuse to look at it at any as any other thing at this point. They have made it clear, even if Hamas came to the table, they were still going to do this. So I'm like, how many if i'm supposed to take hamas at their word every time they utter a sentence why am i not to also take bb netanyahu and the israeli government for their word when they tell us there will be no two state solution i have ensured that when they say we're going to move this way even if hamas did blank 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 so it's like no these people what do they say it's not about accuracy it's about destruction they've been very clear from the jump all we all October 7th did was give them an opportunity to unleash what they've wanted to do all it seems like all this time but under the cover of defending itself and i think that this is the the ugliest thing that i probably witnessed i mean listen we've lived in unprecedented times most of our life but to see the magnitude and the speed with which it's being done and just the callous nature about how it's done in this country, like around the world, it's just like, wow. And let me correct that. It's not around the world. It's about the people in power. It's just crazy to be like, you can watch this happening and be like, yeah, oh, stop. Bibi, stop. No, stop. Come back. Mm -hmm. Come back. Yeah. I don't think I could ever forgive to me, this just like I say, George Bush should forever be shamed and marked by the wars that he started unjustly. I believe that Biden should be as well for this. This is a hot take. I don't know if I've told you this. I actually think George W. Bush was a worse president and did more damage than Donald Trump in the, over the long term. Right, I said it ain't, look, it ain't hot in my house because I've been saying that <laughs> forever. It actually pisses me off when people be like, I have friends who be like, no, because. At least I knew he was a, he was a true American and patriot. I was like, y'all, you are over here justifying that George W. Bush and all the people he killed, all the people he killed, is less than Donald Trump and his reckless mouth. I said, at least most of his stuff be failing because he can't do it right. Again, not saying he's right, not agreeing with a lot of the stuff he did. And he did do some stupid stuff. But you're not going to sit here and tell me that he's worse than literal George Bush when, especially when we have seen the lingering effects. Like you said, we were in a war for 20 years. Yep. Trump was in office for four. Yep. I'm sorry. Uh, the, the entire Afghanistan war and Iraq too were during Obama as well. Obama yes. continued it. Like yeah. and I both said, sides are corrupt. Yep. Both sides, both sides. And that's, I'm like, you're not going to convince me that Trump is worse than literally a war criminal in my opinion allegedly for the legal allegedly Disgusting. yeah 
But yeah, no, I agree. I, because one, I have more time on my hands than I know what to do with. Um, And I'm trying to figure out what to do with my newfound freedom with self-employment. I took to the streets on Saturday. It was either Saturday or Sunday um, of this last weekend and went to a pro-Palestine march and rally and protest. There were more people there than I've seen at any of the other events. And so I was really encouraged, too, that there were so many people who, like, self-identified, who I overheard. You know, I'm an eavesdropper. But, like, the um, there were so many people who I overheard talking about how this was their first protest um that they showed up to and they were so encouraged and inspired by the the turnout and i was like that's great like i hope that people continue to turn out um and turn up like i'm honestly i was like for the legal like (laughs) i'm ready almost for a revolution at this point like non-violent preferably but like at this point, like, I, I I don't know what else to do. Like, when when the people in power who are supposed to represent us no longer do, when this entire country was built on a genocide of our own, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, are the Native American reservations in the United States basically the domestic equivalent of what Gaza and the West Bank are? The open-air prisons for the people who originally inhabited that land and because of our bloodthirst and lust for exploiting the the environment for minerals and oil we just push people to the side i'm like it's 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 interesting to me to think about this And then thinking about the city's, what they're calling a budget shortfall of around $180 million um, in Denver to support the Venezuelan new immigrant, like, arrivals. Yeah. Um, And the city started cutting services. The initial cuts were to the recreation centers. They are um, to the Department of Motor Vehicles. And the city is not planting flowers in the parks this year. I would argue that flower beds do more to prevent crime and bring happiness than our police departments do. Um, And so I was like, when it's $180 million, yes, that is a lot of money. Oh, yeah. But because the federal government could not get their act together, they were going to pass like billions of dollars for. Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan. But wrapped up in that was around $180 for Denver to support our new arrivals. That is less than one-fifth of $1 billion. I saw a sign, too, that said, like, I I believe I'm paraphrasing, but didn't Tupac say, like, there's there's always money for war, but, like, not enough to feed the poor Mm, or, like, no money to feed the poor? Something along those lines. And I was like, I'm fed up living in a 
police state that also happens to be in late stage capitalism. <laughs> we really are living through, through unprecedented times. And I like, we know what will fix it. And I was like, because, because our politicians on both sides are now using people, these yes. people's lives, human beings with families, with children, with hopes, hopes and, and desires. Yes. Yeah. And dreams just like you and me. They, they're playing politics with these people's lives and our own lives. Yep. Our roads are falling apart. We can't have health care. We, we're getting dumber by the minute like, because we're not funding <laughs> education. No. Like, it's just, they're cutting funding to public libraries. Like, it's just, when it's is it going to end? Yes. It's truly embarrassing. And it's like you have one, you have a sector of the population who's literally pretending that that none of this is happening. You have another sector who knows it's happening and is causing it to happen. Another sector who knows it's happening, but don't care because it's not affecting them. And then you have the rest of us who unfortunately are living at the bad effects of bad public policy. I'm like, if you're going to have us living in a police state, the work, the best thing you could do is at least provide and provide abundantly for the people mm -hmm. to have the basicness. What is it? What did that little thing from the Jungle Book say? He said, Abu, he said, the bare necessities. Like, mm -hmm. we don't the even simple have bare that. necessities. The simple bare necessity. I'm like, we don't even have the basics of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Like, the basic things required to do that, we don't, we're not guaranteed. And that's supposed to be what is guaranteed in the Constitution. Meanwhile, everybody overseas, not perfect. They've got their own stuff going on. But they at least, at least have certain basic things covered. And I'm like, well, you know, that's how they do it over there. Why are we letting somebody outdo taking care of their citizens? Aren't we American? Aren't we supposed to be the greatest nation on earth? What do we have to show for it? A flashy military? Some new Batman toys? If your people are not... Jay-Z said it, and I'm par terribly paraphrasing it. He says, you, you judge how successful you are by how successful the people next to you are. And I mm. said... If America is supposed to be as big, bad, and great as it is, it needs to look at the majority of, a, of the, its citizens and tell them, justify to them why them living in a chronic state of economic anxiety is worth just a slither of the population living, overliving what they could use in a lifetime. It doesn't make sense. If we do not shift this course from thinking like this country like a business, and think of it like a family. Our businesses are corrupt. We don't need to think of this country like a business. We As a corporation it. myself, yes. it is. It is yes. corrupt. Yeah. All we need to do, we need to see this as a family. Family's budget, family's plan, but more importantly, they do whatever it takes to take care of the babies, to take make sure the family is eaten, make sure everybody's got a, a roof over their head, making sure that we have an alarm system, you know, military. Uh, analogy or whatever like <laughs> our values are not reflected in our in the way we spend our money and the fact that we have the money to do and we choose not to do i think that's what makes me the most upset because people are like, oh, tax dollars i was like baby federal spending doesn't need that state and local do of course that's different but these federal dollars that they magically can come up with to send overseas every two business days to kill people they can't even take that money and invest it in so people could actually thrive 
and live. Like, how crazy is that? You claim to be pro-life, yet you don't fund the lives of the people that live here. And you claim to want to be pro-choice, but then you make the choice to watch people in this country perish while you go out and save people before making sure everybody else, what if they put your mask on first before you put on the mask of other people? And listen, what's happening is atrocious. And I would be more understanding if America wasn't helping it. We are the getaway car for them every time. It'd be one thing if it was like, y'all, this is terrible. Hate that it's happening, but but we ain't got it. We got to focus right here at home. Think it's terrible. I would still want us to use all the diplomatic and pressure we had with the rest of the world. But no, the rest of the world is watching us do this. How do you think India is going to feel? How do you think Pakistan is going to feel? Iran, China, all these people who are watching us. It's like that parent, it's like that child who gets away with murder in in classes. But when the teacher tells the parent, the parent doesn't believe them. And it enables that behavior that then affects everyone else. That's how I view the situation. And I hate it. I just looked up, even North Korea says that they offer free healthcare to their citizens for the first time ever. Honestly, when I was at the city council meeting last week, um, I didn't realize I'm usually late. So I'd never gotten there <laughs> like before it actually started. Um, I wanted a good seat. You can look for me on the public <laughs> access channel. Yes, yes. yes. And there I am. I am in the background with my free Palestine shirt on. So you can see me there. Um, but I, they start actually the meetings with the Pledge of Allegiance. And they said, like, please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I did not stand up. It was the first mm-hmm. time that normally I will stand, but I don't put my hand on my heart and I don't say anything. Um, but I did not stand up. And that felt like, again, kind of like an act of act of resistance because I'm like, mm-hmm. I am not pledging allegiance to this piece of fabric that has given me very little. Very low. And what's funny is I actually am better off than most. Yeah, like, and the they, and they still could, they still are not, they, meaning the politicians in power, are still not fulfilling their promise of what the oath that they took to yep. represent us in the Constitution. I, I think a lot about like our new immigrant arrivals, and I'm like, how easy it would be. For them to support themselves with literally just a purely couple clicks of a computer, mouse, or keys, and like to give them work authorization when they get here. They are fleeing violence in their countries that usually we have meddled in because of our CIA. (gasps) Because of our CIA like intelligence stuff like that they do over in other countries. And I was like, it's destabilizing these other regions, forcing people to flee here so that we can get cheap immigrant labor that's easily exploited, that do jobs that are like undesirable for the people who are here. And I was like, and it perpetuates the system. Like it's another way of colonialism rearing its ugly head and white supremacy too. It's the same thing. They are, yeah, they are, one in the same. And so like it it is, it's it's interesting too. I was, I was thinking about, I don't know if you saw, I think I may have sent it to you, I don't remember or not, but like I saw that Capital One 
is yes. also announced that they're purchasing Discover Financial for $35 billion in like stock, like in stock, whatever that means. Um, and these are two of the largest credit card companies in the country that are combining. I was like, yep. you look at that, and then you look at the proposed merger between Kroger and Albertsons, two food distributors, which if that were approved, thankfully the attorney general here in Colorado sued to try to block that from happening. Wow. But if that were to go through, Kroger then would control 50 Five zero percent of the grocery market here in Denver. <laughs> Tell me this is not a monopoly. Walmart is bigger than Standard Oil was. Amazon is bigger than Standard Oil was. Remember them from history class when we broke them up? Why are we That's not doing this again? Yes. What? Like, have we learned nothing? Have we learned nothing? I think we haven't. I think there is... Because I mean, we see how they're rewriting history now, but the legacy of FDR, that existed for a while. And then Reagan came along and really was the ending of that. And I said, even after FDR, you know, they didn't want certain people. So they got other people in there. And it's just like, as time goes on, we have a short memory span. It was like when somebody said, you do know that we just got civil rights like 60 years ago. And like, mm-hmm. when I said that, I was like, wait, what? Have you seen the really? video about the, the black man saying it's amazing. He was like, I fought for this to sit at this counter with this unseasoned food that oh tasted <laughs> terrible. Of course I support <laughs> civil rights. That's but I was like hilarious. him talking about the meal that he had. He was like, it was one of the worst meals of my life. And I fought for this. It's, pretty iconic that i'll see funny. if i can find it mm-hmm. please send that to me but no like but that's the thing when you we look at stuff like it happened so long ago and it's like we actually used to have tuition-free college we had certain things there was a time where you at least thought never perfect but at least thought people gave a dang but now they don't and they don't even pretend to and i said once we made fiduciary responsibility the only thing that people must care about we it was it was uh start of the downfall because Biblically, it says, you know, for the love of money is the root of all evil. And I said, we essentially changed our financial system to be the love and search of money. Nothing else. Blinders on for everything else. And when that's all you're chasing, you will do any and every corrupt thing to get it. And you can justify it in your mind because, oh, well, I had to do what I had to do. Like I was talking to um, someone and they were mentioning, and I felt bad, at least in this case, they're a higher up exec in um, a media company. And they said, I had to fire a slew of people, like a lot of people. And they were like, it's really been weighing on me because this is not a conversation I want to have. I know that people are struggling. They have kids, they have, you know, all these different things. And I said, you know, it's so interesting to hear from someone who's had to do it in a way that does recognize the way the way that it impacts the people. So often they just see data. And to them, it's, I say, well, you see data. I see what it's like, where there's data, there's despair as well. Like, baby, I don't care what the data says. If people are hungry, feed the people. It's re- I, I was having this conversation actually earlier today with uh, someone that, uh, actually came back to town, which is really great. Um, 
there is when you realize that the 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 solutions are there they're just locked up it makes you get angry because it left it reminds me that the problem solvers are here they just have no power and the people with power don't want the problem solvers anywhere near their vicinity it's an intentional act of suppression nothing more nothing less and it bothers me because we can figure out everything else everything else america can figure out except for how to do better make it make sense but you know yeah. but it's like we've never had every every other right we've had to fight for whether it was women's suffrage civil rights everything we fought tooth and nail internally and sometimes externally and sadly I think it's gotten to the point where so many people don't know a time before this that they accept that this is the norm and things and it comes easier to say yeah things can't get better. And it's you're you're right it's not the norm and I think what I've learned over the last few years under both Donald Trump and Joseph Biden's presidencies is that like yes we had to fight for these rights but we cannot stop fighting. Yeah. I think that's what it, I think that that to me is the the ultimate takeaway is that we have to constantly be making noise. We have to constantly be disrupting these people's peace yes. by letting them know that like that we see what they're doing by trying to take our rights away. And we need to continue. We need to continue taking to the streets like the French would never, ever stand for this. And I was like, I don't know if you saw, too, but I was like, there was a video that I saw of like some protesters like dumping a ton of like, I think it was cow manure in front of Nancy Pelosi's house in San Francisco. I did not. Oh, my God. Yes. And again, in my mind, I'm like, okay. If you're not going to listen to us like through the the peaceful protests, walking okay. through the streets and using our voices, then I guess we have to start take, like taking cow manure as the next level. And so, I don't know. Like, like it stay flooded outside the White House every day. Every day at the White House. People taking tours inside the White House should be get in there and then randomly start chanting free Palestine. Like there should not be a corner you can go to without having to deal with it. And more importantly, there should be cameras broadcasting it every time. Because we want you, those people need to be embarrassed every time. Because see, after a certain while, they can't ignore you. You can't ignore it. It becomes too big of a story. And the media can try to twist it and shake it up and do all the things it wants to. But we have social media now. And that gives us an insight on things that we didn't have access to before. And I, I truly am a believer in healthy shame. And I think America at large, but more importantly, our leadership, they should not be able to escape the shame they, they deserve. No, I agree. Speaking of shaming legislators, um, I would encourage everyone listening to go look up the Kids Online Safety Act, um, which is aimed at censoring things like activism and LGBTQ content. Um, Congress is marketing. It's bipartisan. So therefore, you automatically know it's going to be bad and problematic. Thank you. Bipartisan mm-hmm. is bad. 99%. Listen, if you have to pick, just bet on bad. 
Yes. It could be the one time, but it's still better to bet on that. Yes. I saw a comment on Instagram. I actually saw a comment on, on this thread that said, I may be bi, but I am not bipartisan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a move. That's a whole move. Yeah. And so, but yeah, no, look this up because it's it's an online censorship bill. It's it's kind of like what the attempted TikTok ban was. This yeah. just trying to suppress suppress activism. So um Look that up. Contact your legislators. Keep bothering them. Keep contacting them. Um, keep demanding a ceasefire. Keep demanding a free Palestine. Um, and keep demanding that your friends listen to Call Me Limbo. <laughs> um let's wrap up there for today um if you enjoyed this episode feel free to give us five stars on the platform where you listen to the, to us feel free to share the episodes with a friend we love um we love having new listeners welcome to the new listeners that have found us recently um yes. yeah you can get in touch with us at call me limbo pod on instagram twitter TikTok and threads. We have been posting more, a lot more to our yes. stories. So yes. feel free to keep up with us there. Let us know what you're thinking about. Um, and if you're able, we know that times are tough, but we do have some bills that we incur um, to create this show. Um, for all of you, you can send us a dollar to 20. <laughs> 200 whatever you'd like any amount yeah on venmo cash app and patreon you can become a patreon member um at call me limbo pod and you know day it's like i always say (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm ready i told my therapist this one earlier today and she got a chuckle so i'm gonna say it to you too it's like i always say i've said it one time so i've always said it (laughs) i am a bootlicker in recovery I don't even know what sound that was. Uh-oh. Wow. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, remember when they go low, we go to hell. <laughs> so call us Limbo. Bye. Bye. <laughs>